Okay, you're all good? Let's do it. Hello and welcome to the B2C Lead Generation Podcast. Today, myself and Simon are just going to have a quick conversation to try and answer a simple question about lead generation and to offer some ideas and tips you can hopefully implement in your own work. We hope you find it of value. And it's just going to be a, a shorter one today, just myself and Simon. We don't have a guest with us, but we're going, about, we're going to talk about something. Well, actually, Simon and I were talking about this on a, a phone call earlier on. And as we were talking about it, we kind of thought, this is, this is interesting. And actually, no one else is talking about this. So let's just bang a microphone on it and sort of do a podcast around it. So it's going to be ill-prepared, but we're, we'll give it a go and see how it goes. Um, so Simon, just to kind of get us started, could you explain to people what low-level deception is and also why despite the name and what the name might suggest it's actually could be a big deal sure so um the way i'd categorize low-level deception is that um it potentially isn't seen as fraudulent but it's not necessarily transparent and you're not being honest or truthful about what you're actually doing so um an example could be um imagine you're sending leads to a, a client and um, you decide to mix in some other type of leads that either cost a different amount for a different channel or older or something else. Um, there's something different about them from what's advertised um, that the buyer would be getting. Um, and that, it's not fraudulent in the sense, you know, the ICO, I'm going to come knocking at your door because there's, I'm sure there's sort of compliant opt-ins. I mean, there's a bigger problem if there isn't. Um, it's just whether you're actually just sending exactly, whether you're doing exactly what you said you would do. So it's kind of like misleading, not outright lying to people. Is that yeah, exactly. So, um, and the reason it happens is it's just to do with money, right? So um, if you're buying leads, let's put reasonable value on them at say 50 pounds each, and you're getting a 20% conversion rate, let's say, if I then suddenly put 10% of those leads in a different type or um, it's older or something else, and you get a different conversion rate on those, so let's say it's half at 10%, um, the buyer of the leads you would think would say, well, I want to pay a different amount for these, or I don't want them, or you know, it could be they'll pay the same amount and just agree to do it. Um, so it's all just about whether the buyer of the leads is actually aware of whether this is happening or not. Um, and when it's low-level deception, they're not aware that it's happening. I think um, the interesting thing you said to me on the phone yesterday, or the way I kind of understood it, was almost like marginal gains in reverse. So it's like, during the middle of tweaks, actually, they add up after a while. In reverse, it's like you won't notice this kind of deception. You won't notice this sort of money that's kind of being squeezed out. But after a while, it can add up to a big amount. Well, yeah, the, the, this is the point, right? So if you look at like, say, 50 pounds leads and imagine you buy 10,000 of those leads over um, a period of time, so uh, a few months or something, um, and your conversion rate is 20% on average across those leads that you're buying. Um, now, let's imagine that 10% of those leads are different in some respect and they convert at 10%. So if you were the buyer of the leads, 
just to do it easily, let's say we'd pay £25 for those if we knew what it was because they're converting at half the rate and that's going to hit ROI. But you don't know that. You don't know that you're receiving something differently. It just gets blended into the whole pot. Now, to the buyer of the leads, if you run across 10,000 leads and remove the £25 you would have paid, that's 25 grand, right? That's £25,000 that you've now paid for these records. So you might be thinking, well, surely you'd notice in the performance, but you wouldn't because the performance is 10%. 10 10% of the leads are only performing at half the rate of the others, which means there's a 5% decrease in the conversion rate. When you actually look at the conversion rate of 20%, the 5% decrease means it's 19%. It's not because the 20% is the 100% of the conversion rate, right? It's not like zero to 100. So it only drops down to 19%. And there's so many variables in uh, the conversions, you know, so many different elements and people and technology and everything involved, from dialers, from call centers, from the uh, time of day to when people are called and everything. A 1% difference is like nothing, Mm. you know. Stuff fluctuates constantly, all day, every day. And typically people look at this and go, it's between a I don't know, 15 to 22% conversion rate. And if it's within that area, they're probably happy. So you can easily um, carry out low-level deception by feeding leads in, and no one would ever know, ever. You would just, it'd never get found out. I mean, I think that's almost proves the point, really, is it's kind of hard to keep track of those numbers as you're going over them, but I think that's that's almost the issue, isn't it? It's sort of like, it, it's very difficult to identify this kind of thing because it's, it's such a small thing. Like, you wouldn't, it wouldn't be apparently, you know, it wouldn't be obvious immediately to people, but it's only when you look in depth you actually identify it. And you were sort of saying yesterday that you had like a, a first-hand experience of this, or, you know, can you explain what that was just without giving too much away? Yeah, I mean... You know, I worked in lead gen um, before we sort of went 100% into technology um, for over 10 years, I think. Um, I probably had low-level deception carried out on me more times than <laughs> I can ever imagine. So I've been buying leads like as a brand, for brands, generating our leads and everything else. Um, yeah, I mean, we one of the biggest ones that um, we caught, so I've caught a few of them, um, was a brand um, that we were working with who were um, working with an agency in the middle. Um, so we were the, the we were effectively the buyer of all these leads and the generator of leads. There was an agency in the middle and the agency was had the contract with the end brand. Um, and we found out that the agency was sort of screwing us over in some way um, and misreporting figures and stuff like that. Um, and there's a... When we uncovered that, we also uncovered that they were potentially screwing the brand over. Um, and it was to do with that. It was like this, this sort of low-level deception. Um, theirs actually changed slightly because um, it became more of a fraud-type thing because they started adulterating elements of data. It was to do with opt-in times um, and dates. Uh, and that's how we realized at the time that we can start sort of stopping low-level deception from being something which is, you know, like, oh, it's just a little bit cheeky or it's something everyone does too. If you actually carry on carrying it out, it becomes fraud, which is, um, we set a rule in Datable, which is if a lead comes in 
and it has a certain opt-in time and date, we'll only accept it if it's within a certain period of time of it being generated. Um, which means that if you were going to do stuff like take older data and try and feed it into us, you'd have to adulterate the data in order to be able to do it. Um, and that becomes something else. And obviously a lot of this is contractual, right? It's like what you're actually agreeing to purchase as well. So you've got to have the right contracts in place to make sure that low look, because if you just have a contract that says, we'll just buy leads off you for this rate, um, or we expect this conversion rate, it doesn't really matter what anyone feeds you. That's different. That's not really deception. That's just someone blending data. So it's, it's more of a contractual thing that if you're, you have an agreement to buy apples um, and someone starts sending you oranges, but they're painted to look like apples. <laughs> yeah, that's nice, <laughs> nice uh, imagery for that. Um, but just kind of like... There's bring... probably a better analogy I could use, right? But just... <laughs> Fruit. All these, it all works. these podcasts are off the cuffs, which is why there's so many mms and ahs in them. So, uh, you know... Well, exactly. And that's, that's what we said with this one. We, you know, we were literally... We almost had this conversation on the phone and then we just kind of thought... And I, I thought I've never actually really consider this before i've never heard anyone else talking about it so mm. let's talk about it because no one else is i think that's always interesting but just to kind of bring things back around which is what i always do and try and think about people listening and how they may benefit from this so you talked about the time one there and the kind of the opt-in thing and um, for brands or lead buyers who are buying leads worried that they may be susceptible to this and we'll use that particular one as an example but obviously there are more, loads more but we use this one um how do brands protect themselves against this do you think so the example we used is um a pretty obvious one right it's like have the opt-in time as an actual value in the data not just the opt-in times when you received it because then you can actually mm. look at that time and measure it against when you received it and set rules in place automatically to reject them and you can all or you you know if you haven't got technology you sort of have to look through a list or something um that's one type of um, low-level deception. I mean, there could be other types, which is, um, I think another thing that we mentioned on the call is we had a client a few years ago now um, who asked us to bake into the system. They were buying traffic from people and they said, can you just automatically reject 20% of everything? So we said, um, like, why? And they said, because we just don't want to pay for 20% of it. So we were like, what is there something wrong with the data? And they were no, no. The stuff that's something wrong with we don't want to pay for that so we want to remove you know bots fraudulent mm. data mickey mouse records but then anything that's then legit we don't want to pay for 20 percent of it so i was like why they said because it just doesn't fit in our financials so i was like <laughs> <laughs> uh, well i don't know if we sort of could bake that in really to be honest with you it's just something <laughs> we're gonna have to sort out um, <laughs> they actually ended up leaving over it. i mean you know we wouldn't bake in a sort of deception so the, the point is it, this isn't just on a buyer side i mean I, I guess they're buying traffic but it's also on like a publisher side so this sort of low level deception can affect everyone um and it can be difficult to stop i mean you know you need technology you need contracts in place um ultimately you need trust and transparency i mean that's really what it comes down to um and the sad thing is, you know, you need technology to then prove that trust and transparency when you shouldn't probably necessarily have to, but, you know, that's the case. Um, 
so yeah, depending on the user case and how the, the sort of deception has been carried out, there are different methodologies that you can use. Might be worth this, uh, I don't know, doing a blog over it, like, or from this post or something, we could list a few examples maybe. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think it's, I mean, it's interesting because it's like, well, I think when we had um, Alan Desmier from Contact State, he was saying the same thing and it was, it works both ways. You know, it's not just, you know, lead buyers can be equally as bad. I think sometimes we forget that, you know, it works both ways. It can it, People can be deceptive on both sides and the lead generator and the lead seller needs protection too, um, which is it's really interesting, but. Well, yeah, it's, um, it, sorry, just on that thing. So uh, uh, there was an example on the podcast that we did with Alan with the landing page, if you remember where. Um, yeah. People talking about doctoring the landing page that you actually send and it not being the real landing page. So I think their motivation was the fear that whoever they were um, sending their leads to would just copy their page and um, launch their own lead gen. Um, I mean, it's just, that can happen. It's, there's nothing you can do about it other than have contractual things in place, which means, you know, you're not going to do it. But if, they, if someone decides to run their own lead gen, what you're going to do landing pages you know you can create them fairly easily and people copy them but we you know you have sort of uh copyrights and stuff in place but um it just it literally all comes down to trust and transparency that's the only way you can run legion yeah for sure um okay well i think we've sort of covered that. i think we could go into the other types of layover deception but i think the kind of the key message you wanted to get across there was it, it gets it gets missed, you know, and it's people aren't people don't talk about it. I mean, it's the first time I've really we talk about fraud all the time, but this low level thing, it's almost like it's not it's not outright lying. It's just it's withholding the truth almost. It's that kind of thing, and I think that's, that's what makes it interesting. Yeah, I think what's interesting about it is that if you were in any other industry, maybe this happens on in all industries. I mean, you know, we know lead gen and marketing and sales so we talk about it in that but it's it's organized to some degree it's a deception and it's highly beneficial to the people carrying out the deception now when you think of it like that like you name something to me that that sounds like i mean to me it sounds like organized crime that's like almost what it is you know where it's like this persistent constant organized deception where Someone's creaming off the top. Um, and it's one of the things about lead gen, stuff like this is, I wouldn't say it's accepted, but it's, you know, I know about it because I've seen it and, you know, I know it happens. Um, and it comes back to this thing of people seeing data like tiddlywinks. Like they're not, they, it's not they forget that they're real people, but it becomes no longer this, these leads are real people and they're sort of just, snippets of information you can make money from and sort of do what you want because it doesn't really matter as long as it benefits you. Um, and that's part of the issue. It's the, the biggest part of the issue, I would say. Cool. Oh, yeah. So this is, just, this is just a phone call we had and we thought, let's let's do a blog about it and um, let's do a podcast about it because it was interesting, but low-level deception. Um, yeah. If you, something well, you it's, quite cool, it's quite a cool name, isn't it? Low-level deception. Obviously, it's not it's not a cool name as in what's happening, but it's it sounds I don't know. 
I don't mean, yeah. I, I, feel like it's a, I hope it's a phrase we've coined. Like we need to look it up and see what. Uh... Can we trademark that? I don't know if we can. But yeah, like, as you said the other day, I was like, yeah, actually, Norway talks about it and it can have. It, the name suggests you shouldn't be that concerned about it. It's low level, it's like, it's fine. But actually, it can have a, a big impact if it goes on unchecked for long enough. Um, so yeah, I thought it was worth us discussing that and bringing bring attention to it and maybe we'll do it again and we'll look at different ways in a future podcast. Definitely. Cool. Thanks for listening to the B2C Lead Generation Podcast, the show for serious lead generators. Be sure to hit subscribe to hear more from those at the very cutting edge of the lead gen world.